Irma Khan, welcome to Out and About magazine. It is such a pleasure to be sitting across a woman who is in STEM. If you know a little bit about me, then you know that I am a lover of women in STEM. So it's such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for joining us at Papa Dubai, which has been a great host for us today. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you so much, Marcia. I'm so looking forward to discussing with you today and thank you so much for the opportunity. It's such a pleasure. Thank you. And I forgot to say, Irma is the Global E-Commerce Manager at Caterpillar Inc. So super special. Let's Thank start you. by you telling us a little bit about yourself and what brings you to Dubai. Um, well, Marsha, the Middle East region has always been special to me. While I grew up in the States, my father was based in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. So while growing up in the States, still visiting the Middle East, I had quite an affinity to the region. And when I went back to the States for my engineering school, I always had a dream of coming back to the region and working as an adult. And that dream did come to fruition when I was offered and accepted the position to be the distribution manager of our company for the Middle East based here in Dubai. Oh, fantastic. So just circled right back around. Yes. Take us through your career journey. Yeah, so as I mentioned, I went to the States for my engineering school and I joined Caterpillar directly upon graduation, first as an intern and then as a management trainee. And from there, I had a lot of special and exciting assignments with Caterpillar, mostly in the field in Seattle and in Toronto, where I learned a lot about our distribution network and about our customers' businesses. And then I headed back to Illinois, and at that time, the world of data science and analytics was exploding onto the scene. And so I had an opportunity to do a lot of learning and pursue leadership opportunities there until the time that the Middle East came knocking and then I moved to Dubai and have had several positions here, including now in my role in e-commerce. Fantastic, data scientists, exciting, yes, exciting. It it's so exciting for me, especially sitting with a woman who says, you know, I've been involved in data science, love, <laughs> yes. love it. Now, what's been your driving force? Yeah, I think that is such an interesting and special question, actually. Mm -hmm. um, Many things inspire me. I'm inspired by many people. Um, but really, I have a, a personal belief. And that personal belief is that each of us as human beings have a responsibility to pursue our potential. I really believe in that principle. Everything that I do for my family, for my career, for my community, I'm doing it in pursuit of my own potential. And I'm also doing it to be a role model for others, especially a role model for other women. And that's another driving force that I have, especially in my adult life, is I have a vision that I want to see each and every single woman be financially independent. I think that is just so crucial and important for society and for us to make progress together moving forward. Um, and I guess a driving force a little bit closer to my heart would be my family and particularly my father. I do things keeping in mind 
if this would make my father proud. Daddy's girl? Yes, a little bit, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I would say the same, so yes. it's not a bad thing. It's no, not a bad it's thing not a bad thing at all. Thing at all. No, it's not. <laughs> now, tell us a little bit about Caterpillar and what excites you about working there. Oh, definitely all of the people and all of the places. It is such a rich and rewarding experience. Um, but I often get asked the question about why did you stick to corporate life? Why not go into entrepreneurship? And here's a fact of the matter. At large multinationals such as Caterpillar, I've had the opportunity to be a bit of an entrepreneur. So to be an entrepreneur within the organization, uh, I run my area of responsibility as if it's my own business. I'm that dedicated to it. I have the flexibility to make my own decisions. I'm empowered. And then I can also pursue my passion for gender advocacy. Uh, as an example, here in Dubai, I established the chapter for the Women's Initiative Network. And since that time, I've launched several significant initiatives that help the advancement of women in our company. It's really an exciting place to be. Can I just say I love you? Oh, yeah, yeah? I love Is you too, okay? Thank all right. you so much. Love you, Irma. Love, <laughs> you. love hearing about all this fantastic stuff that you're doing. Thank you. know, you. not only for yourself, but for other women as well. Thanks, Marsha. In terms of lessons that you've learned along your career journey, what would you say are the more significant ones? Yeah, in terms of pursuing a career which may last 20, 30 years, mm -hmm. the most important thing for everybody to understand is that if it's not your passion, yeah. if you're not enjoying it, boy, is it going to be a long day for, for you. Not every single day is, is perfect. There is a good and a bad. But overall, you have to be enjoying what you do. You have to be doing it with a sense of intention and purpose. And you have to be passionate about it. And I think that's one of the most important lessons is to pivot where you see an opportunity where you might be even more passionate about something and keep on trying new things until you find what it is that really drives you so that work is not work yes it feels like you know you're doing something you're really excited about exactly. every day exactly. fantastic gender diversity you mentioned that earlier it has been a topic for a while now um yes. we're still on that journey especially when it comes to to women being recognized you know as equals yes, you know, yes. in different fields we know that in terms of stem Yes, we still aren't seen as many women, you know, in STEM roles. Why do you think that is so? Oh, this is a, a topic that's been studied to quite some lengths. Um, it's a complex issue. And the reasons for why women are underrepresented in STEM are, are many. And again, complex. Uh, it could be due to cultural reasons, educational reasons, socioeconomic reasons, occupational reasons. Uh, but what we do know is that STEM is stereotyped as a masculine field. And so many women feel that they don't belong in this field. And this causes a bit of insecurity and has created what we call the confidence gap. 
the sense of insecurity of being in this field. And as a result, not many women pursue it. And also we don't have so many role models in this field. And so really it's a vicious cycle that is, is happening. And that's some of the factors that are leading into the low representation of women in STEM. And that's why it's important for me to show you people like <laughs> Irma, Thank who you. is a role model in terms of, you know, leading in STEM. Thank you, so, Marcia. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for what you do. What do you think we could do more of to encourage women into STEM-focused jobs? Yes, this has also been a topic that's been studied extensively. And one thing that keeps on coming up, along with all of the, we need more role models, we need to encourage women to participate in the workforce, the one thing that really catches my eye is that we need to start early. We need to start early, as young as grade school, and make sure STEM is represented as a attractive opportunity that is gender balanced. And the question of gender doesn't enter into it, and that needs to happen very early on. And that is what will address the root cause and stop that cycle from happening. So now that we're here, and yes. there are a lot of women who still would take that leap, maybe, uh, you know, probably so, in their 20s and up, who would still think about moving into STEM roles, you know, yes. what advice would you give to those women? Yeah, I think if a woman wants to be in the STEM field, A, that's very exciting and great news, um, but I would tell them to, to be prepared to be prepared and to be comfortable with being the first, to be prepared and to be comfortable with being the only woman in the room oftentimes. So if that's something that excites women, um, I think STEM is indeed a, a good career path uh, for them. But if, you, if women in the industry want to make progress in this industry, uh, I think uh, being comfortable with being a trailblazer, because we are still trailblazers, is, is what's required, even in today's world. And let me just throw something in there. What do you do? You know, when you're in a room dominated by men, you know, what do you do? Yes, I really believe in being an authentic leader. So I am myself. I believe in diversity and inclusion. Caterpillar is working really hard, as are other organizations around the world, to build diverse teams. And I really believe that we cannot leverage the power of diversity until each of us brings our true selves to the table. And that's really where inclusion comes in as well. As a leader, and again, sometimes as the only female leader at the table, I play the role of being an inclusive leader and making sure that I feel that everybody belongs. And for women who find themselves as the only woman at the table, I think being authentic and bringing the unique qualities that make up you, you're there for a reason, is really important. And again, it's the only sustainable path in a long career. Otherwise, if you try to be somebody else, you'll be quite tired real soon. There's no better advice than that. Be yourself, Thanks. you know, yes. if you're not yourself, yes. you're going to wear yourself down exactly. because you're pretending each and every day to be something that you're not. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. Now, mental health. Yes. 
has been a topic for a while. Um, since the pandemic, it's become even more of a bigger topic yeah. because people have had to be on lockdown on their own, not being able to see family, not being able to travel. So I, I like to touch on this um, and I, I do get to interview some very special people like yourself, but people go through things. Yes. So I'm always keen to know, you know, how is your mental health for one and how do you look after your mental health? Yeah, that's such an important topic, especially as you mentioned these days. I'm glad you're asking the question and addressing it because sometimes it's not even addressed. Um, for me, I have really strong foundations in family and faith. Um, and that is the support network that I need to get me through almost anything uh, that, that comes my way. Um, on a more daily basis, I journal, I write, everything down. I like writing. It helps me to process and organize my thoughts. And most importantly, for my mental health, it's a good release to let go of something that might have happened and to also reflect on the positives uh, as well that would have happened that over the course of, of, of time. I, I really think journaling is a positive step that somebody can try for their mental health. It certainly helped me through this pandemic, especially. Well, I'm big on journaling and you said you love to write. So yes. I might put you on the spot and, and say, look out for Irma's article in an upcoming <laughs> issue of Out and About. No, just We'd love with to you. do that. <laughs> um, we're at the end and my question is always the same to everybody. It's helped me to pick up a lot of these and helped me to learn a lot as yes. well. Is there a quote that you live by? And if so, what is it and probably why? Yes, there's a quote which I aspire to live by. And it's by a very famous African-American poet, Maya Angelou, um, whom, uh, whom I, I've never unfortunately met, but love dearly through her words, right? Through her writing. And this uh, special quote of hers that I aspire to is, uh, when you meet people, the, the people will quite often forget what it is that you said. They will forget what it is that you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. So that quote to me is essentially uh, empathy in, in one sentence. That is the definition of empathy, and it's something that I aspire to as a leader, as a family member um, and as a role model for, for women. Fantastic. Well, there's no better way to end okay. because you've made me feel exceptionally great today. Oh, you thank, know, you, thank you so much for joining me. Thank um, you for having me. Keep doing what you do. Yes. Because absolutely. you do this for you and for us. Yes. So we thank yes. you very much and we appreciate you. And we support everything that you do going forward. Thank you so much, Marcia. It has been a pleasure. Absolute honor to be here today. Thank you so much. Thanks again.